Doesn't matter what I do now, doesn't matter what I say. Somewhere in my heart I'm always dancing with you in the summer rain. Why, hello there kids. Uh, welcome to this, shall we say, uh, abbreviated version of Podcast of the Nerds. My name is Jack. And uh, if Ian were here, this is the part where he would say, and I am Ian, but Ian is not here, and there is a reason for that. Uh, It is currently uh, Monday evening, uh, somewhere around, I don't know, 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. And uh, in Ian's neck of the woods, it is early Monday morning. Probably somewhere around, I don't know, 2, 3 a.m., somewhere around there. But, uh, yes, uh, I mentioned this is a abbreviated version of the podcast, and that is because, well, Ian and I had planned to film tomorrow, but uh, I had an appointment of sorts pop up out of nowhere, and it's not really something I can reschedule or get out of. Um, so yeah, we're just doing, uh, shall we say, a shortened, uh, version and just try and, we're, we're just going to try some, some stuff and see what happens and, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I am currently coming to you live from my bathroom. Actually, I guess this, this isn't live, um, and this is not my bathroom. Actually, yes, it is. It is. Um, you don't know, know that. You, I mean... For you know, it could be, it could be a, a broom closet. Um, yes, a broom closet with mirrors and lights and stuff. No, uh, this is my bathroom, and I just had a shower, and uh, yeah, I just thought while I'm doing my little uh, nightly routine here, we could have a little chat. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think I think I mentioned yeah. Uh, Ian and I had planned to film uh, t- tomorrow, but uh, basically, I yeah. As, as I said, I've got an, an appointment of sorts, and uh, for the rest of the week, both Ian and I are a bit busy and have uh, plans. So we're just going to do a little uh, shortened version this week. Um, but don't worry, next week we shall be uh, back to uh, our regularly scheduled podcast. Anyway, so what have I been up to? What can I tell you you guys? So, um, I kind of fell off the bandwagon a little with uh, my uh, X-Files watch through. Um, I just, uh, I don't know, I'm struggling with it. So, I... I don't want to say that I've abandoned it, but I haven't really watched anything uh, since, well, any, anything Exiles related since uh, we last spoke about it. Um, instead, I started watching uh, The Umbrella Academy, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, it's based on, on a comic, I believe. Written by Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and somebody else that I 
cannot remember the name of. Um, and it's kind of um, it's kind of superhero-y and whatnot. You, I mean, I'm sure most of you watching either have seen it or heard of it, but um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's got uh, Ellen Page in it, who I really, really, really like. I think she is a great uh, a actress. And uh, who else? Um, what's his name? Um, Robert Sheehan, uh, who some people might recognize from The Misfits. He's, I love him. He's just incredible. Um, his character in The Misfits was, was a lot of fun. And actually once, tiny Misfits spoiler, but he leaves the show at some point. And the show is just not as good after that. I actually didn't finish it because I found it kind of dull after he, he left. But uh, he plays he plays this very fun eccentric character Klaus and he's definitely my fa favorite um but he um it's kind of how would you explain Klaus Klaus is, is kind of like Russell Brand but Russell Brand from 10 years ago so not like sober hippie yoga loving Russell Brand he's more like the flamboyant extravagant giant hair eyeliner uh, drug adult uh, Russell Brand uh, from 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, he's just a long fun. And um, I think it's got a guy from Game of Thrones. I think I've seen him in Game of Thrones. I could be uh, wrong. But anyway, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, what else have I been, been up to? What else can I talk, talk to you guys about? So, um... I've also, um, oh, so after uh, last week's uh, episode, uh, somebody from the community got in touch with us. Um, I, I shouldn't mention their name because I don't know if I, if they would be, be okay with that, but uh, they reached out to, to us and uh, offered their services in terms of uh helping us design some uh, merch. So yes, we have officially started the uh, process of uh, ma making some merch. Uh, we received some uh, rough to draft sort of first uh, sketches to today and they already look really, really good and I'm really excited. Um, we don't really have, have an ETA there. Um, guess that'll be done when they're uh, done, but I am so freaking excited. We've also uh, continued with our uh, flea bag watch, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it other like I mean other than what I've already said. It's 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 just wonderful. It is it is hilarious. It is um, in, endearing, and uh, yeah, uh, the the main char character uh, played by Phoebe Waller Bridge. I, what's her name name again? I'm gonna. Ah, what is her name? I can't re remember. But uh, we're about halfway through season two. Uh, for those of you who have seen it, uh, we just uh, watched the stuff uh, with the priest in the confession booth, um, which blew me away. Holy crap, what a powerful scene. Um, I, I, I just love it. Uh, the main char character, she's so... Charming, 
that you know she's got her baggage and, and her issues which is hilarious and yet charming and just she feels so real and that is not something you can say about a lot of characters and what I mean is like I'm a big fan of the, M the MCU I love horror movies um, you know I like a good action flick but a lot of those movies and, and, and like TV shows and whatnot, they they have characters that are great and com complex and elements of them feel real, but a lot of them are still kind of fantastical um, in a sense. Not all of them, um, but there is something so grounded about Phoebe Waller-Bridge's ca character in this. She feels... She feels like someone I know. Um, she feels very real, very... Um, I, I'm sure there are a lot of pe people out there that uh, relate to her on a very deep level. And it, it just makes the whole thing feel so much more real. And um, as, as I said, grounded. Um, if you haven't seen it, please, please, please check, check it out. It's so... It's clever, it's witty, it's just... Um, I don't know. I, I think it might be the best TV show that I've seen this this year. Uh, but anyway, I guess that's it for uh, me. Um, but don't worry, uh, this isn't it. We've still got more coming coming uh, for you. Uh, we're going to cross over to Ian from the future for the fanfic. Well, actually, I, I guess it's Ian from the future, but from the past from when you'll be watching this. But then after that, Ian from the future, but also from the past, the past, future. Ian has also got another uh, sub surprise of sorts uh, for you, you guys. But yeah, uh, that's it from me. And uh, I shall see you all next week. Uh, take care, be safe, and I love you all. Goodbye. Take it away. Here is gone by Terry Boda, Chapter 37. Hey! Hey, son, you okay? The voice seemed far away, but it was accompanied by a vigorous shaking of his shoulder. He groaned and tried to open his eyes. Pain lanced through his head, and he groaned again, one arm reaching up to finger the nasty lump that had formed on the back of his skull. Son, you okay? Responding to the insistent voice, Xander opened his eyes and his blurry vision focused on an elderly man peering down at him. What happened? he asked, finding his voice. I don't know, son. I got off work and found you lying here on the pavement. Looks like someone knocked you into a wall. Still confused and slightly disoriented, he tried to sit up and remembered what, what happened. Looking around, he saw that it was just after dawn. I must have been out for hours. It's amazing I didn't become a vamp snack, he thought. Vamp, snack, spike. It all came back in a rush. Spike, their conversation, his awkward thanks, then the scabby guys in monk's robes jumping them. They looked like how Buffy had described Glory's crusty minions. Whoever they were, they'd slammed him into the wall and dragged Spike away. Oh, oh, God. Spike, they got him. Spike? Who's Spike? Did somebody take your dog? The man asked. 
Xander struggled to his feet, shaking off the last of the disorientation. No, he's... What was Spike to them, anyway? Certainly not a friend, but no longer an enemy, either. He didn't have time to think about it. Look, I gotta go. Are you sure you're okay? Don't you want to go to the hospital or something? He shook his head. No, I, I, I've got to be some more, thanks. He didn't look back as he hurried towards his apartment. Judging by his watch, he'd been out for hours. That meant Spike had been in Glory's clutches for hours, and there was no telling what the god was doing to him. And he knows Dawn is the key. Can he be trusted not to tell? The uncertainty made him move faster, and he pounded on the door when he got home. Willow opened it, her eyes wide and frightened. Xander, where have you been? She asked as he pushed his way inside. Anya came looking for you at our place. We came back here to wait for you, but you didn't show. We were about to go look. Xander, Anya called, rushing over. What happened? Did you and Spike run into trouble? The guys that work for Glory? Buffy said they were kind of like hobbits with leprosy. Well, this whole flock of hobbits came on us and they grabbed Spike. I think they're taking him to Glory. Oh my god, Willow gasped. And he knows about Dawn. By now, Tara was awake, sitting up from the blankets piled on the floor. What is it? What's happened? Glory's minions took Spike, Xander replied. Oh my god, Tara blurted, repeating her lover's exact words. Well, what are we going to do? Anya questioned. We, ha we have to get him back, Tara said in a voice that brooked no argument. Her tones surprised them, and they gave her odd looks. Uh, okay, but d don't we need Buffy? Willow stammered. N no, we have to get him back now, before Glory hurts him. We have to find him, Tara insisted. Okay. How do we find him? Xander asked. Oh, may maybe the bot. The bot might have some kind of homing device in it. I mean, Warren's girlfriend bot was able to track him here to Sunnydale, Willow offered. Tara was already getting out of bed. And there's a spell we can use, a locator spell. We can get the ingredients from the magic box. What's going on? Dawn asked. Tired but worried. I heard something about Spike. What's happened to him? The others looked at each other. Xander had a story on his lips and he was about to speak when Tara cut him off. Dawn, Xander and Spike were attacked. We think Glory's minions may have taken Spike, she explained gently. Dawn's face filled with horror. No. Oh no, what are we going to do? We have to find him. Tara tried to calm her before she became too distressed. We're going to go look for him. Buffy and Giles aren't back yet. Willow is hoping that the robot Buffy has a homing device in it that is programmed to find Spike. If not, there's a locator spell we can cast. We're going to the magic box to get the robot and the ingredients for the spell. I, I want to help, Dawn insisted. Dawn, it's too dangerous, Willow tried. If you try and leave me here, I'll just follow. You have to chain me up or something to keep me here. We could lock her in the closet, Anya offered. I know how to pick locks, Dawn countered, then added that when they looked at her with shocked faces, Spike taught me how. He said it could come in handy if any nasties ever caught me and locked me up somewhere. She lifted her chin defiantly. So locking me in a closet won't do any good. I'll just pick my way out. Shaking their heads and deciding that a conversation with Spike on what was and wasn't appropriate to teach a 14-year-old girl could come after they rescued the vampire, they headed out. They went to the magic box first to collect the robot and the ingredients they needed for the locator spell. 
The bot activated with a quiet click, and the eyes opened. Hello, your name is Willow. You're my friend, the robot said cheerfully. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's right, Buffybot. The robot looked around at all the others staring at her. Dawn made no attempt to hide her shock. Oh my god, I mean, you guys told me it looked just like Buffy, but... Dawn! The robot greeted happily, coming forward to give the teen a hug. Dawn wasn't able to back away fast enough. You're my sister! Yeah, right, Dawn replied, hurt. Uh, Buffybot, we kind of need your help, Willow said, getting the robot's attention. The robot paused to look at all the people in the room. Why is everybody staring at me? Willow cleared her throat, making the robot look at her. Where is Spike? Where is Spike? The robot asked with complete innocence. That's why we need your help. Spike is missing and we need to find him. Do you know where we can find him? The Buffybot blinked several times and looked at each of the individuals in the room in turn, then looked back at Willow, blinked and said no. Well, we were thinking that maybe Warren had put some kind of homing device in you that would help you find Spike, Willow tried. No, and I don't think I'm a robot, she replied in the same cheerful voice. Yeah, right. I'll get the locator spell and look up the ingredients, Tara said, eyeing the robot and stepping out of the room. I'll help you, Dawn offered, looking for any reason to get out of the, the training room. Together... Tara and Dawn amassed the supplies needed in order to cast the spell. Now, all, all we need is something that belonged to Spike so we can specify him as the person we want to find, Tara said, when they were finished gathering the ingredients. Oh, Spike, Spike has some clothes at our house, in the basement, when he... You know, Dawn said. That will do, and we should get weapons from Buffy's house anyway, Willow agreed. Let's go! Tara ordered, shocking them again and by her forthright words and atypical assertiveness. They followed her out of the magic box, robot in tow. Once at Buffy's house, Dawn went into the basement to get an article of clothing that Spike had left behind from his convalescence while Tara set up the spell in the living room. Whoa, group playtime, Buffy said, coming into the living room. Buffy, you're back early. Yeah, Buffy sighed. Death is my gift. Yeah. Huh? Willow asked. Buffy shook off the memory and looked around at the others in the room. What's going on? Hey, you look just like me, the Buffy bot chirped. Buffy stared at the robot, her eyes wide. Oh. My. God. Uh, no, no, it's not what you think, Xander hastened. Hastened. Buffy, I'm going to head off to the... Oh, good lord, Giles said, coming into the house. But he stopped short when he saw the robot. You're Mr. Giles. You're from England, the bot beamed. Oh dear, I see that Warren finished it in our absence. Buffy rounded on her wa watcher. You knew about this? Giles looked away nervously. Well, yes, Spike and I discussed it. Spike? Whoa, 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 wait, Buffy, calm down, Xander tried. Calm down? Calm down? There's a sex bot with my name on it standing in my living room, and you want me to calm down? She's not a sex bot, Willow interrupted. Well, not a sex bot anymore. We've changed her programming. Buffy scowled. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Where is he? Buffy, please, let us explain, Willow begged. Buffy frowned but nodded. After you and Giles left for your trip, Spike came to the magic box with the robot. He said that he and Giles decided to have Warren make you a bot that looked like you for the rest of us to use as a decoy against glory. 
but Spike couldn't tell Warren what we really needed the robot for, so he had him make another girlfriend bot. Then when it was done, Spike brought it to us so we could reprogram it. Buffy, it's really strong, and it fights really well. We took it on patrol last night, and it killed eight vampires all by itself. Eight? Buffy repeated. Okay, I found these, Dawn said, coming into the room. She was carrying a black t-shirt and a pair of black socks. Dawn, why are you carrying Spike's clothes? Buffy demanded. The teen blinked at her sister. Buffy, you're back. She rushed over and hugged her. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. We need your help. Buffy hugged her sister, then pulled her away. Okay, okay, I go away in a vision quest where I meet the cave slayer, complete with dreadlocks and mud, and when I come back, I find all the friends in my house, a robot that looks like me standing in my living room, and my sister taking a vampire's clothes out of the basement. What gives? Uh, we need the clothes for a locator spell, Tara said, taking the clothing from Dawn and bringing it to where she had set up the spell. Locator spell? Buffy repeated, taking in the setup. Buffy, last night Glory's minions jumped me and Spike. They knocked me out and took Spike, Xander admitted. Glory has Spike? Buffy gasped. Xander swallowed hard and nodded. Oh dear, this is... This is awful news, Giles stammered, cleaning his glasses and casting a glance at Tara. Uh, don't worry, we're going to find him and bring him back, Tara said confidently. Giles went over to where she was preparing to cast the spell. A locator spell, he asked. Tara nodded, spreading some cornmeal into his sacred circle. I can help, Giles offered. She gave him another nod and handed him the map of Sunnydale to place in the center of the circle. How long has she had him? Buffy demanded. A few hours. They jumped us when we were leaving the magic box last night, Xander answered. He's probably told her about Dawn by now. No, Dawn cried. Spike would never tell Glory about me, not ever. Dawn Spike's a vampire. A vampire who loves Buffy. And he loves me too. He'd die for us. You know he would. Whoa, Spike loves you? Xander blurted, rounding on Buffy with an accusing stare. Buffy tried to downplay the revelation. I found out a few weeks back. And you didn't tell any of us? I didn't think it was important. Not important? Another vamp falls for you? One that already doesn't have a soul and you don't think it was important? When were you going to tell us, Buffy, after he started killing us or before? Xander accused. Hey, that's not fair. You know Spike can't hurt any of us be because of the chip. Besides, he loves me and Buffy, and he loved Mon Mom too, Dawn argued. Dawn, Spike can't love. He's a soulless monster who's killed people for centuries, Xander countered. That's quite enough, Giles interrupted, an edge to his voice. We need quiet in order to cast the spell. I suggest that you gather weapons we will need to rescue Spike from glory and be ready to leave once we know where he is. He and Tara shared a look, then joined hands. Willow, Dawn, and Anya looked on while Buffy and Xander did as they were told and gathered weapons. Buffy pulled the Gruthlak battle axe out of the weapons chest and studied it, a sad frown on her face. So is this like... I love you forever, and I want to make out with you in my immortal sex slave love, as uh, make you into my immortal sex slave love? Or is it I'm scarily obsessed with you and will stalk you from the shadows, love? Xander asked snarkily, out of earshot of Giles and Tara. It's a, I'll be whatever you want, whatever you need, and I'll never leave kind of love, Buffy replied softly, lowering the axe. It's messy, complicated, and terrifying. 
But it's real, Xander. At least it's real to him. Giles told me Spike first told him under, about it under the truth spell, so... It can't have been one of his lies. Okay, but, you know... It can't be real. I don't know anything, she said. Buffy, Spike doesn't have a soul. She turned to him. I know. She stopped thinking, then shook her head. Look, I can't do this now. I just know that... Spike would never hurt me. Or Dawn. And that right now he's in trouble. And we have to do what we can to save him. And I know that the guy has been doing a lot for us lately, but... You know he's going to tell Glory that Dawn is the key, and you and Dawn should be heading out of town instead of trying to rescue the soulless killer from a hell god, Xander countered. So it's okay for us to use him and beat him up and pump him for information when we need it, but he isn't worth our efforts if he needs our help, Buffy snapped back. Xander shook his head and put up his hands. I I'm just saying, Spike is a demon, Buffy. He's not a human. Doesn't have a soul, then he'll never be Angel. You think this is about Angel? Buffy seethed. Isn't it? I mean, come on. You had a thing for a vampire once. It's logical. You could call it, fall for another one. I am not in love with Spike, she insisted. But he isn't my enemy anymore, and he's helped us a lot. He deserves the benefit of the doubt. Xander sighed and gathered his thoughts. But Buffy, in order to save him, we're going to have to find glory. Buffy's lips tightened and she nodded. I know. Just then, Dawn came running in to find them. We found him! Tara and Giles have the spot on the map. Buffy leveled an expectant look at Xander and held it until Xander looked away. Okay. Dawn, you and Tara stay here and be safe. The rest of us will go. She decided, walking towards where Tara and Giles were set up. She glanced over her, her shoulder. Xander, are you with us? The young man made an unhappy face, but finally nodded. Yeah, yeah, Buff, I'm with you. She gave him a soft smile. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Uh, as you know, uh, Jack couldn't be here today, and in lieu of that, I thought I would keep things shorter. Rather than doing a normal show, productivity and resolutions and reviews and what I've been watching... I thought I would share with you a little, a simple kind of uh, meditative exercise I went through in a journal a couple of days ago. If that doesn't sound like your thing, I understand. No worries, um, Jack and I will be back at our usual hijinks next week sometime. But I was going through uh, something of a dreary few days. The weather has gotten colder, it's been gray outside, that color of old sheets. That kind of light is like an infection. Muted, even tones permeate my being, and it becomes this kind of purgatorial space I get trapped inside of. And I've just been feeling so tired all the time. Is that just me? Have you been dealing with that at all? Do you feel like you've been tired for most of a year? Those kinds of days can become a 
mental and emotional fog that covers and blocks out everything for me. A dreary, cold rain, muting passion and desire. And the especially insidious thing about them is these bubbles in time act like a lens backwards to every moment I was ever feeling something similar. And there have been many over time. We all have rainy days. But the effect is to numb perception of my own change, my own growth. And that numbness induces a kind of low-grade despair. On dreary cold days that get into my chest, I feel like Sisyphus, the moment that rock has gone and settled itself back down at the bottom of the hill. Again. I always imagine Sisyphus might, from time to time, watch the rock roll away and just have a seat. He might just sit there and feel empty for a little while. We all have rainy days, he thinks, as he wonders if anything ever really changes. It can be a powerful paralytic, those little dreary drizzles of the soul. History has shown I could spend the day in bed, waiting the storm out, or I could just try and barrel forward, combating all of that bone-chilling apathy with a flash fire of whatever energy I have in the tanks. Neither seemed like a good option to me, as I was journaling about them a few days ago. So, what then? I asked myself. I had things I'd said would get done, but in that state I couldn't bring anything into focus. Couldn't find the want for any of it. I tried meditations. I talked about warmth and being a beam of sunlight. But the dreary drizzle defeated them using an almost pedestrian amount of cynicism. And fighting these dreary storms with self-affirmations or rational thought has often made things worse. Anxieties can feed off the validation that comes from spending precious rational thought on them. And sometimes those little anxious storms were stirred into a fury that would tear up the ground and find old bones, relationships lost, career opportunities missed, mistakes made, what could have been. It took me a long time to realize that the storms are not composed of truths, and so I shouldn't bother looking. They weren't created by something in the ether of the world around me, pouring worm-tongue falsehoods into my ear. The storm is me, or a part of me. At some point in our lives, we hope to cast our abusers out, but I never realized that the whole time they'd been training us to do their dirty work for them through fear and self-doubt. And I'm tired of fighting cruel battles against myself. Tired of shoulds and musts and ought-tos. Change is inevitable, even if it's slow. 
And growth's only prerequisite is that we not be too afraid of failure to try. Besides, rabid pursuit of self-improvement and statistical productivity seems like just a form of culturally approved masochism to me these days. I've had enough of that. Maybe it's just that the soul has many seasons, each of some redeeming value, even if not always readily apparent. Maybe I don't need to be a warm summer every day. Could be enough to just hold warmth in my hands and let the rain wash away the sediment of old passions and incomplete ideas, clearing space for new growth. And I started to picture that gray drizzle in my mind, imagining I was witnessing it while sitting on the front porch of a little house out in the woods someplace, the limbs of the trees dancing slowly above me, and a mug of jasmine tea warming the palms of both my hands, that gentle rain making the leaves shimmer like a dress of soft green sequins. We all have rainy days. Maybe some of those can be beautiful too. Maybe, left alone, they can just be reminders not to spend so much time on work and productivity and trauma and baggage, but to just be. These days, I can't really think of a reward I want more for hard work. An invited peace. For the first time in a week, sitting there writing this in my journal, I felt calm. As though everything was alright. And I signed out to go and get my rock. I'll see you next week.